Previously on Nexus Watch. Our heroes met with heavy resistance when entering the Maestro ship. They've removed a door from an interior room and they're using it to build a barricade across the hall. With several elven bodies in their wake, the duo arrive at the bridge and are surprised at what they find. I wish to negotiate my surrender. Now that the Maestro's ship is safe, a new deal is struck with the facilitator, and the adventure continues. What wonders await our heroes on the other side of the hollow? Find out on this episode of Nexus Watch. Forget everything you think you know. This reality you cling to is but a single universe amidst infinite possibilities. Worlds of dark and light and everything in between. But when reality itself is at stake and the threats become existential, there's only one organization that will answer the call. The protectors of the multiverse. Nexus Watch. Nexus Watch, Savage World's actual play podcast. I'm your Game Master, Stan, and joining me playing the Mananite Darius is Dane. Hello. And our Electric Blue Gekin Bounty Hunter Blue, played by Eric. Hello. Alright, so up top, there's a couple of corrections and explanations I need to hit real fast. So, when uh, you raided the ship, before you entered, I gave... Eric, a role he had to meet, which is 13. I should have given an explanation as to why that was. The enemies had made stealth rolls, and so you had to meet or beat their stealth rolls to spot them. And then rate of fire, we did all wrong. So on the ship, if the rate of fire is one or any shooting, you get one action with the rate of fire. And then any multi-actions have to be something else other than shooting. Oh, so taking like a multi-action on the ship, if the rate of fire is only one, you can't shoot more than once. Right. Okay. So, in the future, that works in regular shooting as well. So, alright, so you guys uh, had stepped into the hollow uh, on board Maestro's ship, whoop, went inside, and you have this falling sensation, and then you bloop, bloop, plop out on the other side. Uh, both of you guys make bigger rolls. Bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop. Vigor. Vigor roll. Six exploding. Six exploding! Two. You're probably gonna want all those explodings later. Nah. <laughs> Five and a two is what I got. Okay, so no one is no one is sick or fatigued or nauseous from their interdimensional travel. Um, you're in a dark cave. It's dry, it's pretty warm. Blue, you can see sort of an outline of the cave uh, and an exit. Whereas Darius is sort of in the dark. As always. Mm -hmm. In the darkness. I'm always just in the dark. My life is darkness. <laughs> a, lot, All right. a lot of emo <clears throat> going on today. Yeah, so a little emo in here. I guess for his benefit, he would pull out his, uh... No, I guess he doesn't... I didn't take one of those. I don't know. I guess. I guess you'd have to find something to give yourself some light. I think I'm ill-equipped. Ah, I'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I think the first thing you would do would uh, be take a look around 
and see if anything stands out other than, you know, just just the outline of the cave. No, it is a, a rough stone cave of dark rock. So, yeah, Darius will uh, light up his lightsaber and then in, enchant it, which keep burning through all my power just to give myself light. <laughs> um, but, uh, I won't charge you any power points uh, if you're using it for a light source, but once you get out of the cave, it turns off. Okay. We'll have to get some flares or something. Yeah. Seems like it would be a, a pretty good investment. Or just, you know, a flashlight. Or sand could just send us to, you know, well-lit dimensions for nope. once. <laughs> nope. It's too much to ask for. Well, hopefully this dimension has, a like, a Home Depot's or a Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Walmart. A... We can get a flashlight. Head to the old interdimensional Walmart. They're rolling back prices. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, but there's man. an obvious exit. I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't see anything, you know, that stands out, I think he would just uh, head for the exit pretty much immediately. Yep. And Darius in tow. So you guys will uh, spend a few minutes kind of stumbling through the darkest part of this cave and then start to ascend. And then you can see daylight and then you get outside and you're immediately hit with this warm tropical breeze. And Blue realizes that he is home. Welcome home. I think you would start, you know, kind of sniffing the air. Maybe approach a tree. I'm sure there's plenty. Oh, yeah. You look out and you can see this jungle surrounding the area. Give me a column and knowledge check, Blue. Wow, he's surprisingly not good at that. <laughs> okay, well, roll the four on the D4. Plus two. Nice. Six. You're about a quarter mile away from your hometown, Abrovo. I think you would kind of turn around and be like, uh, well, I know where we are. Oh, you've been here before. I was born here. Oh, this is your home? Yeah. Well, well, awesome. Do I get to meet your mother? She was here last time I checked. Excellent. Well, escort us home. This should be a breeze then. Uh, yeah. Not my biggest fan. Oh, so, is, oh, this will be a problem. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I know about family. As far as problem goes, it's, yeah, it's pretty tame, but, you know, it'll at least be uncomfortable. Uh,. Probably more for you than for me. Oh. Uh, well, I've been around. I've been uncomfortable before. It'll be fine. My kind don't dislike human. You look human. Yes. I don't know what you are, but they're distrustful. So just, you know, be prepared for that. It's understandable. But yeah, uh, should be this way a couple miles. Yep. Lead on, my friend. So as you move through the jungle around the, uh, the roadway, you notice that the road has not been kept up to the level it normally has, that there is some obvious encroachment and undergrowth on the roadway. Mm. You, uh, you know, there's mm. a lot of wild bird sounds and sky is a bright blue. It's very humid, but breezy. As you come over the rise that is above a Brovo, you can see down into the town uh, and the, and you immediately are taken aback that the town is in ruins, with parts of the outskirts of the, of the town being overgrown. Oh, well, I do. think he'd uh, probably pull out the old hoverboard and speed on down there. Okay. Darius kind of calls after him, Blue, Blue, don't go alone. Yeah, he kind of runs after him. Yeah, he's gone. He's not stopping. Okay, so you, oh, you hoverboard down the pathway, and as you 
get near the entrance of the town, there's a collapsed tower of uh, white enameled metal. And you notice a, a sign hanging from it that says, See a Gekin file a report. And on it is a symbol of the Naganaw. The Naganaw being a Saurian terrorist group. It's like a uh, paper like sign? No, it's a, it's a metal sign. Metal sign. Huh. I think that's probably where you'd run into him. I think he's just kind of staring up at it. Okay. Darius, you finally catch up with him. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Please. Please don't do that again. I, jungles are difficult to make your way through. Uh, okay. What is, what's going on? What's this sign say? Can he read it? Or is it in Saurian? Uh, it is in Saurian, or the common language of your homeworld. But the same nano implants that allow you to understand each other when you talk mm-hmm. allows you to read. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, you can read it. Oh, I thought we were just talking in common. No, you guys have special hand waving, cinematic. You can hear, you can understand all the languages. Oh yay! Magic. <laughs> Blue, what happened here, dude? Who are who are these creatures? What is what is a a trog? What was it? A troglodyte? No, Naganoth. N a Naganoth. That's what it was. Not even close. he was not he was not dialed in on that part of the story is blue familiar with this group uh yes they're an anti-gakin hate group made up of saurians okay so they're they're pissed that they split off from the from the rest of the saurians so they're hunting them down what do you know about my race darius oh uh, other than little, very little. Only what you shared with me, which is practically nothing. You know, Saurians. I could take a stab at what a Saurian is. Well, we're kind of like cousin, but see, Saurians are dumber than us. <laughs> so we decided to strike out on our own, and some of them don't like that very much. And this is a group that doesn't like that very much. I see. So they're the ones that laid waste to your home here. Seems like. I'm so sorry, Blue. I'm so sorry. I think then uh, the thought would dawn on him to check on his home. Okay. So that's, I think, where he'd go next. Okay. And so um, I don't think you need to make a common knowledge roll to sort of make your way to that part of town. Most of these buildings have been decimated. Um, There's obvious signs of combat here. So you find where your house would be, and it's mostly just rubble. Are you going to take the time and start digging through stuff? Yeah, I mean, he's not overly overly strong, but I think he'd give it a shot. Darius will help him. He'll get in there and start digging through and tossing shit. Okay, so as you start moving rubble out and, and lifting things away, you find a collection of photographs and drawings and documents that your family, this was their home, but you're not included in any of their documentation, as if you were never born. I don't think a Gekin can furrow a brow, <laughs> but he would look uh, genuinely confused, because, you know, his mom's not his biggest fan, but they didn't disown him either. Hmm. And uh, how many siblings did you have? One. One? Okay. These documentation that you're finding, they have the same name, and they all kind of look the same, but there are three siblings 
two girls and a boy. Hmm. I don't know what a Brovo this is, but I don't think it's mine. Uh, can you guys make notice rolls? Four and a three. Three and a three. Okay. I ain't see shit. <laughs> so, Blue, as you're kind of pondering what this could possibly mean, uh, you hear a noise that sounds like an engine, and it's, it, it sounds like it's getting closer. We need to hide. Uh, okay. I think you would try to find a, you know, a particularly large bit of rubble to kind of lay low behind. Okay. Yep. Darius uh, just kind of sidles up next to him as low as he can get to... Because he hasn't heard anything yet. But. I think he'd have his his, uh, his gun out, but uh, kind of peeking around the corner, see see what's approaching. Okay, so you hear this low hum as this white skiff comes into view. It's very long and sleek looking, and it's got two Saurians in white armor on deck. One is piloting the skiff, the other one has a rifle in his hands, and they're looking mm-hmm. around. As they're sort of cruising up and down the streets. What would you, you like to do? I think you'd definitely point them out, first of all. Mm-hmm. You said there's two and a pilot. There's one and a pilot. One and a pilot. One with a gun, one driving the thing, so... And in a hushed tone, he'd be like, Do we take them? Or do we wait to see what's happening? We need to find out where they came from. Hmm. Well, two ways to get that information. Either we follow them, or... We take them down and ask them. I don't know if we have the means to follow them. Well, option two it is, then. Kind of nod to them and be like, three, two, one, and essentially nod towards the pilot. Three, two, one. So let's do this as a, a quick encounter. Okay. If you get a success, you'll be able to... Are you? What are you? What is your intention, first of all? Are you trying to hold them prisoner, or are you trying to just take them out? I think the intention is to keep one alive, at least. Yeah, I was going to try to take the pilot out so that the ship stops and then try to take the other one down. Okay. And then, like, question him or whatever we need to do to figure out where we're going. Yeah. Okay. So this is how it will work. If you critically fail, you'll take a wound, but you'll still succeed. Mm -hmm. If you just fail, you'll take a level of fatigue, but you can still take them out. Okay. And then success or a raise then we'll just go through it, and it's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah, well, if we're playing this out as, like, a, a narrative thing, then it would probably be best if, like, he shoots the pilot, I take down the guy, since we're doing it just as one big thing. Okay. Okay. So, just because, you know, I'm more the melee guy, so I would sprint up there while he takes the pop shot, and then, like, maybe fly tackle him off and try to subdue him. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. I think he'd pull out his blaster rifle, take aim at the pilot, and then, you know, three, two, one, and he goes out sprinting after the, the dude with the gun. Okay, so Darius makes an athletics check. Cool. And then Blue would make a shooting check. Seven and a four. Six exploding. Boom! Ah, uh, one. Seven. Okay, so Darius leaps out. And in midair, sort of like, just kind of shoulder tackles the one guard off the back of the skiff. He lands awkwardly in some rubble. And then you deftly fire that shot. It hits the pilot who falls off. And then the skiff kind of goes forward another 50, 100 feet and then sort of eases to a stop. Nice. Are they both alive? Uh, the pilot is not. Okay. Then I don't have to uh, ruthlessly execute him. Yeah. No, you do not. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I got the Saurian face down, arms behind his back, kind of holding him and pinning him. Just wait for Blue to, to sidle up to me. I'm gonna use that a lot today. <laughs> what, sidle? Yeah, sidle up. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a thesaurus for Christmas or something? No, for some reason it popped in my head once, and then it's like, well, now that's the only word in my head. It's a thesaurus, but it only has sidle in it. It's a very, very yes. small th <laughs> thesaurus. <laughs> hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I think he would um, sidle up and uh, just kind of squat down just in front of him. He kind of looks at you like, well, stay away from me. I think he would just press the gun to his head. He's kind of gritting his teeth. Mm -hmm. Where'd you come from? <laughs> Why'd you ask your mother? <laughs> I think you'd pull the hammer back. <laughs> and Darius fucking thunks his head on the ground real fast as <laughs> after he says that. I can make an intimidate or a persuasion or something. Um, persuasion, probably. Okay. I'll, I would say uh, something along the lines of, is getting your licks in at me really worth dying? He's like, what do you want? I want to know where you came from. No, I'm a patrol. I'm on patrol. From where? Well, this is our sector. We have a camp set up a couple miles from here. We got an alert that there was activity. Well, you weren't wrong. Darius would be like, where are all the Gekkins? Uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, uh, probably out somewhere in the jungle. So you're not holding them captive? No, gross. Mm, well? No. no. They're better off living in the jungle. Like the animals they are. They're too stupid to think of anything as prudent as that, Darius. Gotcha. Cool. Well, that's good. I just wanted to make sure that you know we weren't going after a, a camp. Well, we might be. So, what's the plan? Do we look for your family, or do we... Well, I mean, the job is to contact uh, Sunrise, so... I have a feeling wherever the Gekin are is where we're going to find him. Probably an inapt statement, so... I'd kind of lean down to the sword and be like, do you have any idea of where the Gekkins may have run off to? Oh, they all scattered to the jungle. There's little enclaves here and there, but they don't do it so well out in the jungle. Hmm. They're not suited for it. Do you have any more questions there, Blue? Thinking about whether or not I want to kill him. He's like, I've been pretty cooperative. <laughs> he kind of puts his hands up. So Darius will smack his head down real fast to knock him out. And, uh, okay. Tie him up and leave him be. Let someone else take care of him. And... I think he would kind of look a bit uh, disgusted. He's a, he, Blue doesn't care. He doesn't dislike Saurians. He mm -hmm. dislikes these Saurians. We have a mission, Blue. Either, and I'm all about the family. So, family and Sunrise. Those are our focuses on this right now. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I think he would uh, give him a swift heel kick to the face before nice. walking away. <laughs> Knocked out, leaned up against yep. the big fucking convict, kick him in the head. <laughs> Let's go. All right. And he's going to holster his pistol. So then, yeah, we'll, uh, man, just going to head into the jungle, I guess. I mean, I'd imagine Darius would, like, look around, see if he can find any tracks, Gekin or otherwise, just to see if we can get a general direction of where to go. I mean, I got to imagine we're, we're probably in a town surrounded by jungle, essentially, so... You know, northeast, southwest. Yeah. The ruins have started to mm -hmm. be overgrown, so it's probably been a while since anyone has uh, been here. Uh, how long do you want to take looking around the ruins for tracks of any kind? Just a couple. Just to, ju just like maybe five, ten minutes of just circling it real fast to get an idea. Anything we can find showing groups of whatever wandering off into the jungle. Yeah, I think we might have passed the time 
when we might have, you know, found tracks. I think this place has been, you know, pretty well abandoned for a while. Okay. Well, yeah, then let's get the hell out of here and get into the jungle, and then we can start looking for signs of people. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned there were enclaves or whatever, so I think trying to find one of those might be our best bet. Gotcha. Did your people have any place of interest and of note that outside the city that maybe they would have, you know, retreated to, like a, a safe haven of some sort that we might know? No, not necessarily. My people aren't militaristic mm. or, or uh, overly religious. Okay. Most of them would have just stuck to the cities. So, I mean, wherever they are, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. But, you know, they would need water, steady, you know, food. So... You do know that there's a couple of large lake. There's a large lake and a swamp near here. Yeah, I think a water source is going to be the biggest okay. giveaway. Let's head towards that large lake then. Lakes, rivers. Yeah, best idea as far as a, a water source goes. I think Blue would probably know where that is, right? Yeah, you know where it is. Okay, let's head on out. Yeah, uh, he would uh, lead the way. Okay, let's just start walking. Yep. Okay. Navigating the... Uh, Can we snag that skiff? Oof, approaching in one of those <laughs> might be a bad idea. <laughs> you can take the skiff or not take the skiff. It's up to you. How far is it from us? Like a quarter mile. Oh, shit. Well, it's not far yeah. at all. <laughs> we just get, like, blasted to smithereens by, like, mines. Nice. Or, you know, my fellow Gekin. Your fellow Gekin. You will take the trail east from the ruins into the jungle. And this trail is pretty overgrown. It's a little difficult to navigate some of the uh, underbrush. But you do get to the swamp area uh, and the lake. And the first thing you notice is that there are two large trees that have been knocked down that are partially in the water. Mm -hmm. Says, well, that's a good sign. Are you going to approach... I mean, he's assuming that they knocked it down to, you know, make some sort of shelter or something. Um, but yeah, he would he would approach. I don't think he would be too afraid by by the sight of that. Okay. Now, uh, there's something nearby that is going to make a stealth roll, and it's going to set a target number for you to spot it. Okay? Okay. So your target number to spot it will be big. Um, 14, but I'm going to assign a penalty to it. So I'm going to say 11. So either of you, both of you, one of you need a notice roll of 11 or better to spot it. Oof. With the penalty. Oh, shit. Six exploding. Six exploding. Oh, man. <laughs> Four. Fuck yeah. Was it 16? Okay. I rolled, I rolled a three and a two. <laughs> <laughs> Super. So I don't notice shit. I just, every time I hit these, though, I'm like... Oh, when combat comes, I'm so fucked. Like, there is... I am just <laughs> yeah. burning every good roll. Well, there goes my good roll. Yeah, on a fucking... A vigor roll going through the goddamn portal. It's like, all I need <laughs> is a four, yeah. and I get like a 20 on it. And it's like, oh, that's fantastic. I successfully don't pee a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you climb up onto the uh, tree, start looking around, Darius is out there, you notice this enormous mound of mud near the shoreline i mean it is tremendous uh the size of it um i mean maybe 17 18 feet long and i mean and it kind of catches your attention like and then you you think it moved and then the eyes open oh shit 
and this mound of mud lurches forward and hits the tree that Blue is standing on. So, Blue, you need to make an agility check at minus two to stay on the log. An agility check? Would my prehensile tail help in this situation? Yes, it certainly would. So, minus one? Yes. Alright. Okay, that's a seven and a three, so six. Yep, so you will stay on the log and stay out of the water. Standing in the mud, it's this huge crocodile type creature but it's got longer legs like a like a dog's legs oh my god and this huge maw of fangs and teeth and it lets out this like prehistoric roar like it's thrashing around in the mud jurassic park t-rex style yeah right blue you recognize this from books when you were a kid it's called a crossorian and it's a prehistoric animal it shouldn't exist i think you would look both terrified and confused as all hell but who is is this one of your cousins it's a prehistoric creature that's what that's kind of where you are with it i'm gonna go ahead and go with initiative yay so blue gets two cards takes the highest a six and a seven so the seven of diamonds darius gets a five and a jack of hearts so he gets the five and the crossorian gets a four of diamonds now i do want to make you aware that your friendly crossorian has two wounds oh wounds okay because of its enormous size so blue is up first I think he would kind of pull out his blaster rifle like, uh, this thing's not meant to be alive or exist. Well, then let's return it that way. <laughs> I think he would kind of just uh, take aim and, and fire. He's not convinced that it'll do, it'll do anything uh, to this thing. Okay. But he's going to do it anyway because that's what he's got to work with. Four and a three. That does hit. Okay. So that's the blaster rifle. So... 2d8 plus 2. Okay. 6, 3, plus 2, 11. 11. Okay. So you... And you can see the scorch marks on its hide. And it sort of, like, twitches. But it seems unfazed. Darius, it didn't do shit! <laughs> Rut row. Yeah. Uh, Darius is up. Darius is going to uh, use his new energy bow. Take a shot. It's not gonna do shit either. <laughs> Sometimes it's how you use it. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to try to take a called shot towards its eye or an unarmored area as it says. So minus four? Uh yes, minus four. But luckily, because I have calculating, anytime I get a five or below, I get two of that taken away. Hooray. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Oh, eight exploding. Holy shit. You're exploding all over the place. Uh, and a one. So that's a, a nine. Minus two, so seven. Yeah. Seven. So that is that is a hit. Nice. So go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Why don't you give me two D10? Fourteen. Oh, no, exploding. Right? Or does damage explode? Damage explodes, yeah. right? Jesus. So that's that's a twenty. Oof! All right. So Damn. you rear back with the bow and you fire this bolt of energy, and it goes, it tears into one eye, and then 
powers out the other side. Holy shit. And the thing just kind of right into the water. Yeah, as soon as he does it, he kind of just looks at the bow and he's like, I fucking love this thing. I think Blue would look just genuinely surprised and, and a little bit ashamed. <laughs> you kind of tap, pat him on the back and be like, don't worry, I'll teach you to shoot sometime. You just kind of look up. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> so as you further explore this area, you find the remnants of tree houses and some elevated structures that have been knocked down or destroyed. Hmm. So people were living there at one point. At one point. Hopefully our little dinosaur friend didn't. Seems like he might have. Since we got a little more freedom here and not being, well, I guess we don't know we're not being pursued, but I would take a little bit of time to try to figure out if we can see where people went. Is there like, are we see? are there any bodies or anything strewn about or? No, you don't see any bodies. There's some dried blood on some of the structures. Okay. As you're looking around, um, you do find embedded in one of the trees a large claw, but not as large as it would belong to one of these grossorians, hmm. but a pretty good-sized claw nonetheless. Hmm. Well, I think you'd pick it up. I think you'd take a look, though I don't think you'd recognize what it belonged to. No, uh-uh. But I think you'd pocket it. Okay. Now I think there might be some tracks around here. It might be worth taking a look. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Go ahead and give me notice rolls. Unless you have a skill specifically to track. I do not. Five and a three. Seven total. You will find some large footprints. Something is off about them. You could swear they would be Saurian footprints, but they're much larger than what a Saurian would be. Hmm. Do you recognize something like this? I'm un unfamiliar with your world. Looks like Saurian prints, but it's way too big. Doesn't make any sense. Like, this is my world, but it's not at the same time. Oh. So you believe this is an alternate version of your world? Or an older version. Interesting. Interesting. Because that thing back there, he kind of points a thumb over his shoulder towards the mm -hmm. Crossorian. He's like, that thing's not supposed to be alive. You're talking ancient, prehistoric stuff uh, over there. Interesting. But then they're, they're on the skiff. I don't... It doesn't make any sense. Things uh, develop differently. Maybe that creature just never went extinct before. But it looks like Saurian tracks. Just a really, really big one. Okay. Well, at least we have a clue of where to go. Do we uh, continue on? Why not? Yes, we still haven't found Sunrise, and that's going to be important, so let us uh, let us make haste. Blue, give me a, another common knowledge check. Well, I don't wanna. <laughs> well, tough, mister. You're gonna, you're gonna take your medicine and like it. Yeah. Take it, Barry. Well, I told you I didn't want to. Uh, that's a uh, snake eyes. Oh. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah, feels good. I don't know nothing. <laughs> uh, I saw nothing. You've heard of a, a place called Sunrise Cove. Sunrise Cove? Yep. Which you are 100% certain is south from here. Yeah. On the coast. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Definitely south. Sunrise 100% Cove, definitely sure. South. South. Uh, we should definitely be going south. 100% certain. Uh... 
kind of looking at a compass upside down. Definitely south. <laughs> I don't suppose Darius could interject by saying, like, aren't usually sunrises in the east? Like, Well, it's the um, name of a town. It's the name of a town, Sunrise Cove. I think he would kind of look a little smoggy, so... <laughs> Darius. <laughs> I was just checking. Have you ever been to my world? That is true. I apologize. Then why don't you just trust my judgment, okay? <laughs> Amateur. Shake his head and start walking south. Then Darius just kind of hangs his head all sad, like, I thought it was a good question. <laughs> so yeah, south we go. Should try not to think so much. It's done me wonders. So you will. So are you going to go back to the ruins before you start heading south, or just start heading south? I think you just head south. Okay. Um, I, I think his... <laughs> His very strong conviction would uh, just lead him to go directly towards where he believes they need to be. Yeah, and Darius is, as far as he's concerned, there's nothing more for us back at those ruins, so... Yeah. Until we find some Gekkins, we keep moving. Alright. So you will walk through the rest of the day, through the humidity and the jungle, until it starts to get dark. Mm -hmm. And as the sun begins to set, are you going to... You know from living in this world, at sunset, night in the jungle, it's super dangerous. It's super okay. dangerous when when it's on your world. Who knows what's going on here in this version of your world, or your mm -hmm. world manipulated, whatever it is. High ground is best. Yeah, um, I think as the sun's setting, you turn various said, uh, you any good at climbing? Well, I've uh, I've climbed a, a tree or two in my, uh, in my childhood. Well, you're going to need to again. You don't want to be on the forest floor at night. That shouldn't be an issue. Pick out yourself uh, your favorite tree and let's scramble on up. I think you would probably just find the try to find the tallest one in the immediate area. So you'll have no issues climbing up. What's your athletics, Darius? Athletics are D6. Okay, I'm going to have you make an athletics check to climb this tree. Okay, and this is where it all falls apart, guaranteed. <laughs> Holy snake eyes. Yes! Ay, ay, ay. Okay. I can't believe that shit just happened. I knew okay. it was coming. Uh, it's, it's I had the like best eight thing explosions. In the world. <laughs> so you climb up to the top of this tree, and you can see down there, and it's really getting very, very dark. Oh, and God. you can see him starting to climb, and you can see him reach to where he thinks there's a handhold. And you're like, ooh, that's not. And then all of a sudden he disappears. He hits the ground, and then the ground gives way beneath him. Oh boy. So he falls down another 10 feet and there is uh, into like this sinkhole. Oh, fuck. And it starts to, and there's water flowing into it. It's a big mess. Um, I need you to make a bigger roll at minus two, Darius. Okay. That's a three and a four, so that's a one and a two. All right, so you're going to take a level of fatigue. Basically, okay. it's bumps and bruises. It's not real damage. You've just fallen. You're kind of wind knocked out of you. But puts me negative one going forward, right? Correct. Yep. And so as he is lying there, uh, you feel the tree sway a little bit, Blue. Mm. As something is moving behind the tree, pushing against it, moving the tree, kind of circling the sinkhole. <laughs> um, I think you would uh, try to get a closer look, see what uh, okay. see what he sees. It is a giant serpent, and when I say giant, as it continues to move around and circle the sinkhole, your estimation would be that it's about 30, 
five, thirty-eight feet long. I think you would kind of come over the comm link, like, <laughs> uh, you might have a problem down there. Uh, yeah, I fell really far. Uh, I do not feel well, yes. Yeah, there's a gigantic snake about to come into that sinkhole. Oh, what? Thank you for listening to the Nexus Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed, feel free to follow us on our various social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Nexus Watch Pod, on Instagram also at Nexus Watch Pod, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Nexus Watch. Please drop us a positive review on the platform of your choice.